Hello. I dressed up in a Halloween costume, but stuff still happened. So what's up? I'm about to break your heart and I'm sorry, but I need to talk about a marooned sheep in Scotland. Two years ago, Jillian Turner was kayaking around Scotland with a group when she saw a sheep at the foot of a cliff. The sheep was by itself and looked kind of lonely, but she was like, oh dang, look at that land sheep. I hope it gets back home. A full business year later, Turner found herself kayaking around the same area where she then saw the same sheep again, this time a lot more ragged looking. Please make sure you're sitting down before I tell you that according to Turner, the sheep was following the group of kayakers along the coast and calling out to them for help. It was like, please, I know I'm a land sheep, but let me into that kayak or send more sheep, I'm bored. Now, obviously the sheep is able to eat. It's been there for two years, it has ample grazing room, so it's it can eat. But it's a sheep. It's not supposed to be alone on a foot of a cliff. Turner has reported this to multiple agencies who were like, yeah, we're aware of the stranded sheep. We just haven't done anything about it. No one has claimed it, and they haven't really done any rescue efforts yet. So we don't really know about the state of the sheep right now. But if you are a stranded land sheep watching this video, please, let me know if I can help. So Panera Bread may have killed someone. I, that's, that's a hell of a, hell of a headline there. So Panera Bread has this drink called Charged Lemonade, which they claim is a energizing lemonade that has about as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. Sarah Katz, a 21 year old who recently purchased Panera's like all you can drink subscription or something, died after drinking the charged lemonade drink. Katz had a heart condition that made it so she wasn't supposed to drink energy drinks. A little bit of caffeine was okay, but extraordinarily high caffeinated beverages could cause significant issues. So she went into Panera and got herself a large of the charged lemonade and then died. It turns out the charged lemonade drink has a whole lot more caffeine than they were leading on. It's got 390 milligrams in a large serving. For context, the FDA says that the average human adult can manage 400 milligrams in a day. So this lemonade at Panera, just out there with the rest of their drinks, has more caffeine than multiple energy drinks combined. It also has a bunch of ingredients that are secondary stimulants and more than a half a cup of sugar in a large serving. Katz's family is suing Panera, citing that they didn't accurately explain just how much of an energizing drink this really is. They portrayed it as basically a coffee. That's, that is not even close. And so there's now this lawsuit and the FDA is actively investigating Panera. And in the meantime, Panera has been like, oh, we, we put out a sign that says, hey, this is like extraordinarily caffeinated now. But I guess we could have done that sooner, but we just didn't think about it. Side note, and this is just a little bonus story. I used to work at a Panera Bread and the amount of people who would order the you pick two combo and then tried to pick three, it still bugs me to this day. It's called the pick two. You, you pick two. Hey. Cancer sucks. That's my view. Vote for me. I'll punch cancer. Don't actually vote for me though. Vote for 14 year old Heman Bakella, who recently made a bar of soap that can fight cancer. Bakella is a US ninth grade student who grew up in Ethiopia where he saw a lot of people working out in the sun. When he learned about the extreme difference in recovery rates from melanoma between the US and Ethiopia, he set out to find some sort of affordable way to distribute something to help. And so he made a soap that does some cool chemical stuff on your skin that helps you fight cancer. I don't understand it, but it's rad as hell. He submitted his creation to a science competition where he won the title of America's top young scientist. He, more importantly, he also got 25 grand. It is reportedly his plan to continue to refine the product and ultimately found a nonprofit to help distribute this product to places in need. Now look, I, I think I'm a relatively smart guy. I know a thing. I might even know two things. 
but I'm not making cancer fighting soap. Rock on, you righteous scientist. What's the best way to make regulations for a budding industry? That's right, ask the people who stand to profit the most. The White House has released a document outlining quote unquote voluntary commitments from seven major AI companies, including Google and OpenAI. Where originally I was seeing a bunch of reporting about how the Biden administration was about to drop an AI regulation bomb with an executive order that was gonna reel all this stuff in, it's, it's, it's really not that. They basically got together with all the AI companies and they were like, hey, what's like the minimum viable amount of regulation that we can give you so that we all look good here, but we don't impede your profits. Rather than, hey, you are talking about how dangerous your own technology is. Maybe stop that. Some of these voluntary commitments include security testing. They're also supposed to share information about the risks of AI. Wow. There's some discussion about requiring AI watermarking, but again, these are voluntary commitments made by only a handful of companies. They're not requirements. And there's also a stipulation about how they need to, quote, develop and deploy advanced AI systems to help address society's greatest challenges, which to me leaves a lot of room for interpretation. And as we already know, letting tech bros do the interpretation is kind of dangerous, as one of the CEOs from these companies refers to average people as, quote, Median humans. I don't know if I want a guy who refers to people as median humans to be in charge of determining what society's greatest problems are, let alone their solutions. On this day in 1995, Quebec very nearly declared sovereignty from the rest of Canada. They had a second referendum about whether or not to declare sovereignty and it had the highest turnout for voting in the history of the region. 93% voter turnout and it was so very close. 50.58% voted to not declare sovereignty versus 49.42% voting yes. That's close. Lightning round. A US Democrat congressman has declared that he's gonna be running for president in 2024, directly challenging Biden. It's, it's not gonna go anywhere, but cool. Speaking of which, the new US House Speaker, who is essentially an extremely far right fundamentalist Christian who thinks that America is a fundamentally Christian nation, apparently has a plan to try to keep the government open in the face of another looming shutdown. But it's okay, because Motorola is making a slap bracelet phone. Like it's a phone that can like wrap around your wrist like a slap bracelet. We're really living in the future, y'all. This past weekend saw a spike of mass shootings around the U.S., of course, in addition to the shootings in Maine. Over the past weekend, at least 40 people were injured and six were killed from shooting. We are into the 500s for mass shootings this year. Disgraced crypto CEO Sam Bankman-Fried is currently on trial and he's being cross-examined and kind of talking himself quickly into jail. Not going well for your boy. Speaking of crypto morons, Elon Musk says that in the next year, Twitter is going to replace the need for you to have a bank. And then he announced that if you're in the like Twitter creator payout program and your tweet gets a community note on it, like somebody corrects it, then you're disqualified from making money. So let Elon Musk control all of your cash flow. That makes sense. In case you forgot, they're making a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake and it's looking pretty rad. Friends actor Matthew Perry was found dead in a hot tub at his home in LA. Investigations into his death are still ongoing and are currently inconclusive. And finally for today, Mike Pence has dropped out of the 2024 presidential race changing absolutely nothing about the 2024 presidential race. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Stuff Keeps Happening. Head to stuffkeepshappening.online for sources, bonus content, and the, uh, the video of me wearing my current Halloween costume. You're gonna wanna see it. 
My name is Endeavorance. I'll be back on Wednesday. Take care and be well.